This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I pray that you are still speaking positively to your own destiny. Just know that even while God knows everything, including your thoughts and the deepest secret of your heart, he still wants and expects you to say something. After all, open lines of communication hold together and solidify the foundation of every relationship. God honors relationship and at the core of every good relationship is communication. According to Proverbs 12 and 14, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. So God expects you and I, even in the context of community, to say something. It has been an interesting week and I thank God for keeping me in my right mind with all that we are experiencing. At times things get so overwhelming that we are left without words. But when all seems out of control, just thank God for being in control of your seemingly out of control situations. God, I thank you for being in full control. Today, I want to encourage you that God is ever present, all knowing and always listening, but he expects you and I to say something. Yes, speak to him frequently and do not wait to speak with him only when in the midst of trouble or storm. Keep in mind that even while God has always had all power in his hands, nothing, nothing that was made was ever made prior to him saying something. Your job and my job within our diverse communities is to say something. In the simplest of terms, we call it communicating. Opening your mouth and speaking, be it the desires of your heart or simply something you want to express to another. When I reviewed the term communicate, it was defined as sharing or exchanging information, news or ideas to transmit information, thought or feeling so that it is satisfactorily received or understood. I have to pause to say God has a way of showing us ourselves so that we get revelation on how to make personal improvement. Allow me to explain. This past week, February 7th through the 11th, has been National School Counselors Week. I must say I thank God for our school counselors, Mr. Andrews, Mrs. Rainford, and Ms. Milligan. Our counseling staff is second to none, and they perform a thankless job week after week, year in and year out, at times dealing with angry parents, broken students and staff, as well as members of Child Protective Services, among so many others. They referee countless matters that more often than not has nothing to do with academics, but they, more than most, know and wear a plethora of hats. Officially, school counselors design and deliver school counseling programs that improve student outcomes. They lead, advocate, and collaborate to promote equity and access for all students 
by connecting their school counseling program to the school's academic mission and school improvement plan. All of that sounds good, but more importantly, they care, they support, and most of all, they are master communicators. You see, at the very base of all that they do is an understanding and ongoing respect for open lines of communication. Now, just so I can be transparent, One of my colleagues and I were talking about how amazing our counselors truly are. And I thought, as a gesture of our appreciation, I would prepare a meal for these counselors, our school counselors, on Friday. After all, I love cooking for people. It's an old school way of showing and sharing genuine love. We... My coworker and I both agreed that the home-cooked meal could be a grade-level gift to all of our building counselors. So my coworker prepared and forwarded to our grade-level team a group email to inform all of our intentions. On Friday, when I arrived with the meal for all counselors, only three out of a possible dozen of my coworkers made a donation to our cause. At the beginning of the day, I was unconcerned. But by school day's end, I was in my feelings, a bit hurt that my colleagues did not donate to the cause. Not that I would have done anything differently had they decided that they did not want to be involved. But I have cooked and fed my colleagues countless times and spared no expenses. Please understand, it was just the idea of them not responding to my desire that we all partake in this gesture of love towards a few people who go above and beyond daily for our kids, our kids who are a population of which we are all so well aware. We know of the issues and the problems and the shortcomings and uh, the parentlessness of many of our students. However, by the time I really wanted to feel angry with my coworkers and sorry for myself, God revealed to me that I was the one at fault and that I had not at all handled the matter appropriately. Now, you know, I had to think about this. You see, I had only discussed the idea with a single coworker in advance, just one person, and failed to communicate with the entire group to gain their agreement or not. My coworkers are intelligent, outspoken, critically thinking educators, and I'm so proud to be a member of such an elite group of intellects. But what they are not are mind readers. I, who pride myself in being a great communicator, I call it Relationship 101. I failed miserably this time. I ran with a plan that I thought was acceptably agreed upon among all my colleagues, only I never opened my mouth to personally communicate the plan. Foolishly, I assumed that everyone was aware of my thoughts, then had the nerve to expect Yes, I expected my colleagues to financially support my planned efforts. In Matthew 7th chapter and the 12th verse, God's word reminds us 
Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. This is a necessary principle to apply to any and everyone. Co-mingling in community, be it the collaboration between husband and wife, parents and children, between friends, peers, or colleagues. Whatever you desire from others, you must also provide the same in kind. Clear, concise communication is simply a non-negotiable. Now, the email to inform all of the plan was sent out by another co-worker. But in being painfully fair and transparent, I am notorious for ignoring emails to the point that certain colleagues who know me very well would communicate those most important emails to me in person as reminders of pending or time-sensitive matters. So I am the last person to hold others accountable for reading and following through with last-minute, short-notice electronic messages. I beg every colleague's pardon. I am so sorry for the miss or lack of proper communication. And that was on my part. I apologize with the promise that moving forward, my communications will be clear, concise, and directly spoken in a timely manner, just as I want all others to communicate with me. Today, I want to assure you, nothing is done without someone saying something. During this beautiful week of Valentine's celebration, that message is definitely relevant to everyone in relationship. Husbands, she may be your beautiful, good thing and family superwoman. And while she understands a whole lot that might be left unspoken, she is not a mind reader. Sisters, your husband may be tall, dark, and handsome. He may provide generously and rule well in his home. But there are still things that must be clearly communicated to him if you desire certain outcomes. Yes, after more than 27 years of marriage, my husband and I can finish one another's sentences. We often laugh at some things that are only understood between the two of us. Yet we still have to open our mouths and say something to clearly communicate our thoughts and desires to each other. In other words, communication. Clear communication is necessary so that everyone is on the same page. Open your mouth and say something or accept whatever takes place by default. Yes, if you, like I did this week, omit properly communicating within your community, you really should not get angry when things do not go the way you had it planned in your mind. In the confines of community, you must communicate. God did not design us to dwell alone, but in community. So we must be reminded even to create community. God spoke it into existence before we all came together. Then commanded that we too would engage in open communication. According to Psalm 133 and the first verse, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. 
Now, unity is oneness of mind, ideas, goals, and objectives that are only made known one to another by communication. That is opening your mouth and saying something, clearly transferring information, ideas, or understandings. Through clear communications, everyone is introduced to the thoughts, ideas, and understandings of others. Only through communication can we dispel and correct misunderstandings. Only by communicating can we all get on one accord. And only through clear, concise communication do we develop an understanding of each other's ideas, plans, and desires. No, people in communities do not always agree on everything. But there must be an open, honest exchange of ideas to identify areas of disagreement so that we respect each other's rights to be or think differently and then once more communicate areas where compromise will need to be employed to preserve the unity of our collaboration. At times, even respectfully agreeing to disagree. Now keep in mind that even in this instance, communication is the key that keeps the community operating together. God designed us for community. He said it was not good for man or woman to dwell alone. So stop saying I'm better off by myself because that goes against everything, everything that God has said. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 clearly states two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he has not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can I be warm all alone? You and I were called to live in fellowship, in community, in peace and in love. We were called to grow and build one another up. We were called to show the world what it looks like to work out our differences and love one another. Of course, none of the above could be accomplished without maintaining open lines of clear communication. Our job within this community is to open our mouths and say something. You see, the term community was constructed from two words. We call that a complex word. Co meaning together, cooperate or collaborate cohesively. And unity means as one. Two operating as one in oneness of mind, deed and understandings. Absolutely, we are spiritual beings having human experiences, but God has given us the gift of each other. You see, we were designed to love, assist, bear each other's burdens, encourage, protect, and express understanding for one another. At times, we will even have to tolerate the differences that another brings to the community, employing patience, kindness, and understanding. God has placed us together and even given us the ability 
to live in community with each other so that we can survive and even thrive from strength to strength. In other words, we need one another to successfully maneuver through our most difficult times. God's word has even established in Matthew 18th chapter and the 20th verse, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So God's word continually encourages community as he is conferring that when we live, work, and make an effort to coexist in community, he honors the unions with his presence. Psalm 133 and 1 drives the point home in saying, Oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Together we are stronger. Together we are simply better and more acceptable in God's sight. Remember, it was only after he'd created Adam, the first man, and saw that he was alone, that he said, It was not good. The first time he spoke the words not good was when he described Adam being alone outside of the community of another, outside of fellowship. In God's word, we are a blessed community, blessed because we coexist in unity. And the only way to accomplish this end is to communicate. God has called us to coexist to collaborate, to cohesively plan and execute, to cover, to bear one another up, to intercede and provide another's needs, to be the keeper of both sisters and brothers, to love one another, to be companions and mates, friends and dates, to love, cherish, honor, and forgive for as long as we all shall live. And always we must communicate. Together we stand, divided we fall, but when we dwell alone, no one to care or call. We work against all God said in his plan. When he saw Adam alone, put him to sleep in his hand. Reached into Adam's side and pulled out a rib for the helpmate, the confidant, and love that she'd give. Said she would be his friend, his lover till the end, the one who would carry his seed his voice of reason throughout every season, then supply his most intimate needs. The one who would bring him love and great happiness to whom his deepest secrets he'd tell. She who would show him love and care at all times with him share to ensure mind and soul stay well. The woman would walk beside him to help and guide him, his heart and vision to multiply and feed. Encourage and lift him up when he's down. Surely he'd know he's found his most treasured good thing indeed. To love, honor, and obey both night and every day. Pray for, pray with, and protect. To have and hold best friends, groom and love until the end. And even during disagreements, communicate and show utmost respect. God said it was not good for man to dwell alone without someone to collaborate. No house could be a home. No one to hug or pick you up when down. No one to break the silent monotony, not a peak, a whisper, or a sound. God built us to be a part of his body, said we gain from strength to strength, 
to shape and mold our tolerance with empathy, our thoughts and the way we think. More important than all the matters that arise and issues that need to be is the communication that move the objectives of community. Communication must involve ideas and goals that are exchanged by word of mouth spoken clearly out, allow agreement to be gained. All can clearly speak their minds to express just how each may feel. Understanding for all through communication, we get to know the real. God said where two or three gather in his name, in the midst he'd be right there to protect and hide, lead and guide in community, the place to share. Continue with the open lines of communication to combat any enemy or foe. Tis the place where strength is carried together for peace and safety. We all must go. Communication is the foundation we each must build upon. Without it, there is no collaborative cohesion. So you dwell alone, just one. Share an exchange of ideas, dispel uncertainty and fears, communicate in order to build. Tis when you meet the expectation of God's plan for your life, where his purpose for you is fulfilled. God created community to equip us with all that is required to groom and make tough, build each member up to keep us uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 94 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I hope you've enjoyed a beautiful Valentine's Day this week with your husband, wife, family, significant other, or beautiful community. I pray that you continue to live, laugh, and love without limits. Don't hesitate to celebrate all week, some of you all month, because God is so good. And when you find the community in which you truly belong, your potential is beyond the sky. God promised to be in the midst where two or three touch and agree. Each relationship represents God's idea of community. Be they different levels, but just know that God created us to be members of the community and never to dwell alone. You need others just as others need you. So stop trying to strive and even thrive in isolation. Face it, you need others because God created us to be interdependent from strength to strength. However, there is no community without strong, honest, positive communication. Open your mouth and say something, as it is the only way that two or more can dwell together in unity. Communication is that strong foundation upon which community is built. Even with God and creating all that was ever created, he spoke a word communicating all that he would have to be. In Genesis 1 and 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And so he made man in his image and in his likeness. You see, every time God decided to make something, he said it, opened his mouth and spoke. So let us pattern our community just the same as we were made in his image and in his likeness. We too must speak our heart's desires. 
Make known the needs, wants, and objectives of your vision, but always, always communicate as it is the foundation of all community. I pray that you will use your voice to communicate, open your mouth and say something so that you strengthen and support the community with which God has so richly blessed each of us. On a separate note, I am so grateful for our school counselors. Thank God for such a strong, willing staff of awesome communicators. Please help to honor all school counselors by making certain that you wish your child's school counselors a stellar week. Thank them for the outstanding job that they perform constantly, day in and day out. And let us keep each of our school counselors in our prayers. God bless and keep each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on YouTube or Amazon Music as well. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.